All right, this is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Movie night. This is John. And this is Sean. Welcome, y'all. We're back. Yeah, it's probably been a couple, at least a couple weeks. Yeah, I think so. Um, We're looking at a couple Cronenberg uh, movies tonight. The the Son and the Father. Yeah, the Cronenberg uh, dynasty, I guess. It seems like it. Um, so we're going to talk... Canada. We're going to talk about Scanners... 1980 is it 1981 is that what you said yeah um this is like a classic sci-fi i mean you really turned me on to this i I, otherwise i I might not have even um been aware of it so scanners and then uh possessor the sun what's yeah brandon cronenberg brandon cronenberg Cronenberg, sorry (laughs) um amazing amazing so this is his directorial debut um david cronenberg is known in the horror genre for body horror. He, I think he kind of like coined that term. It's like extreme, uh, kind of like effects-driven horror. A lot of it's like almost like gross out and like just, but like also hyper realistic, <laughs> like really really cool special effects. Yeah, uh, a lot of attention to detail. He did the fly practical which, effects, man. Yeah, that, I mean this is like the the height the, of that. Yeah, in the eighties. So. Um, the Fly, uh, yep. he did Dead Zone, which you said you hadn't seen, right, with Christopher Walken? That one I haven't seen. I didn't realize that I'd actually seen, like, a few of his movies that I really love, though. Like, the later stuff, um, Eastern Promises, yeah, Russian gangster movie with Viggo Mortensen, really like that. History of Violence, I love that movie. It's also Viggo Mortensen. I think he's kind of evolved a little past, like, the midnight, almost like midnight movie, like, horror has, stuff. It, Man, that's so cool though that he actually has signatures across like gen- like decades yeah, that are completely eras. different. Um, because those two movies, I could see them being the same director, but I wouldn't imagine them being the same director as The Fly and Scanners. Yeah. You know, so that's pretty tight. Man, and I just watched The Fly last week, and it like really holds up. Like those effects <laughs> are like top notch. Dude, I loved Scanners. I don't know I, that I um I need to watch it one more time. I feel like it's that kind of movie that like it probably warrants a little bit more of attention to detail. And yeah. my first time through, I was really more just kind of along for the ride. And like they had, uh, yeah, the the final scene we were just talking about, um, the practicals are incredible. Yeah. Scanners is really famous for like uh, one of the opening scenes in the movie. There's like <laughs> a really, really well done, like practical effect. And it might be like the, the best of like, that kind of uh, shot or like that kind of effect, maybe it's oh, it's I a mean, sort of like famous and be like top, the horror lexicon of yeah. like you know if you're gonna watch kill scenes, yeah, because like <laughs> a lot a lot of horror people, especially in the '80s, because you got to think this is around the time of like uh, Friday the Thirteenth and like yeah. right before Nightmare on Elm Street, but like the Halloween sequels had already started. Yeah, like people liked that kind of like shock horror just to like push it as far as you could. Yeah. And like a theatrical release, so something like this, like straight out of the gate, like one of the opening scenes is like, you know, it's telepathic people, and he's showing his abilities, and, and someone gets their head exploded. Yeah, and it's like, whoa! Like <laughs> this is like five minutes in. 
Like, yeah, right that was amazing. I, even so much so that like even just taken out of context, like I just did a little Instagram story of just that little part of the film, and all these people were like commenting. What is that? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like because yeah, it has a very um, it's almost like a. Uh, yeah, it's just an impactful quality. And then the scene around it is like all these people running out of there afterward. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah. So it's just like kind of, it's almost funny in a way. You know, the practicals, like, they're so well done, but it just. They're so extreme. That yeah, it's... exactly. But I think a lot of this, like his, I mean, a lot of those, that maybe style. Maybe not funny, maybe endearing is what I mean. It's like, like so. I like it in that way. It doesn't, it doesn't horrify me. Right. Like, you know what It's I mean? not scary. It's like so. Yeah. Almost over the top where it is almost fun. It is almost yeah. like enjoyable. Yeah. Like horror. As just movie stuff. Like. Right. Just like spectacle, you know? Yeah. Like a, like a RoboCop or something where it's just exactly. like, well, what is this? Exactly. But um, that that style, like the body horror stuff is kind of like reverberated, you know, throughout different different decades of Dude, horror. Possessor. Yeah. And some of that stuff <laughs> like, is coming back, you know, like the, Possessor. The um, uncut version of Possessor is what we happened to see. And it was like super violent. Which we didn't know we were going to see the uncut. Yeah. I didn't realize that either. Um, I don't know that I would have preferred because it was so violent, but it was... It did land for me. I loved both of these movies, but I guess we should probably start with Scanners because uh, 1981. Just uh, yeah, yeah. Cronin, (laughs) (laughs) chronological. Um, So Scanners, would you set this one up? You've seen this probably a couple of times, right? I have the one time, and it it has been a little bit. So I'm kind of going a little bit more off memory. Yeah. But Scanners is basically. About this group of um, like telepaths yep. that um, have like these telekinetic powers. They're able to, I think they're able to kind of like influence people's like thoughts and. And their body like makeup and stuff like that. Right. Like it make their heart beat faster or like make their head explode. Or... Yeah. And Michael Ironside's character is like the most powerful. He's like the yeah. Jesus of, of scanners, right? So he's kind of like the arch nemesis. Right. Of the principal he's the, character. He's the Magneto, yeah. I guess, in this series. Uh, the principal character, let me see, Dr. Paul Ruth is played by Patrick uh, Mahogan. That's him, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, I think he's trying Wait, to... no, Dr. Paul Ruth in the film is the guy who kind of counsels the lead character. He's almost like his Jedi master, and he's kind of telling the lead guy, which is Stephen Lack. That's right. Uh, what? How he can use better use his powers? Because in the beginning of the film, I guess they're kind of part of it though is that they're kind of rounding all these people up, right? Or they're trying to get people together. Yeah, they're trying to consolidate them yeah. or like Michael separate Ironside them. is trying to like do. He's trying to liberate them and like make just them create a master race of of telepaths. of telepathic people. Yeah. That's basically it. And then so Stephen Lack's character, who plays Cameron Vale. That's right. He is like learning to control his power, and hopefully, he can. Um, He's trying to like defeat bal- <laughs> this, yeah. uh, this other dude, right? I mean, isn't that the idea, kind of uh, overall? That's, that's basically it. My thoughts on the movie. I fucking love the practicals in, in this movie. They're amazing. Not just that, though. Like, there was a lovable quality to the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. it 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 had a lot going for it. Like. Maybe it's just that um, I was aware of the fly, and so I was thinking it would kind of be like a fun ride, but it, it did follow through with that, like, promise, you know? Like, right, right. He, he, um, he makes consistently 
good movies as far as I can tell. I guess I've only seen like four of them, but I've it, like really enjoyed them all. It's definitely the best of the Scanner movies. There's actually two sequels. Oh. And there's, I think there's a, for sure I know there's Scanners 2 and Scanners 3 because I've seen them. And I think there's a fourth movie called Scanner Cops, but it's supposed <laughs> to be like In the same super low budget. Universe? Yeah, and I've never like seen a copy or like it's not on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's, it's more of like a legend, like it might exist, but we don't know. Really? I'll, yeah. have, to, I'll have to check those out. So, but, I mean, what was what's your favorite bits of this? Oh, man. I mean, uh, same thing. The set, like the, the tone. Yeah. Because it's 1981. That's what I was trying to say. It's 1981. It's the beginning of like this horror revitalization, basically. Like 80s is like notorious for kind of like, it's like the over the top era, you yeah. know? Uh, Van Halen recently just died, so I was listening to some Van Halen uh, songs the other day. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy only could have, like, been like this in the 80s. The <laughs> yeah. 80s is just, like, the era of, like, excess. Everything's over the top. Everything's yeah. extreme. Yeah. Everything's, like, turned up to, like, 11, yes. you know, like, going full blast. Yeah. And I feel like that opening shot, like, really sets the tone. Like, yes. this is it. This is where we're going. And a lot of movies, like, copied that. Like, a lot of horror movies... Um, you had like a bunch of special effects people like Tom Savini that worked on like the Friday the 13th and um, uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead movies and stuff that were trying that to like one up each other like effects wise awesome. and like I think this was like it's it's known for that it's known for like kind of setting that tone and being kind of it seems like his stuff is kind of groundbreaking in right this time. that's what i mean because uh, i hadn't really seen anything like this even since that like <laughs> the, the opening scene and the final scene of the film are the so singular amazing. like really um unique and super well done i think part of what i missed or- originally was that artistically it seemed like Cronenberg had an idea of the kind of movie he wanted to make and he made just that you mm-hmm. know it's not perfect like the ADR in this movie is the one thing that I think subtracts from the overall quality but it's also what kind of makes it so endearing right and it and it, it's like simpler times where yeah. you could get away with and something it, like that and it reminds you of that time in movies where there are uh, there were more limitations and he still got something so exceptional and like great out of it and something that seems to be so unique to him but then also really influential right which is like that's the whole thing you know? I, yeah I think like back then it was just like the wild west if you got the funding for a movie and you got like your people that you wanted you were basically like able to do whatever and if you could pass like a certain sensor rating and not have like everything that you want cut yeah like you're pretty good to go now it's more of like a i'm surprised something movie like making by committees and i'm stuff surprised like that. possessor even got made now because yeah, it seems like something that wouldn't exist right now because everything's so calculated rhombus media particular crowd films we'll get to that but i mean that's the, they might the be producers. canadian company because these guys are canadian so it could be a different like a whole different game over there we're used to like american right. but you can see it took something more obscure i mean like i don't know who those production houses are you know right, what i mean right versus yeah the traditional like paramount's <laughs> not gonna <laughs> yeah, put yeah. out no, no possessor but yeah this one seems like a uh, a breakthrough what would you give something like this i think off just seeing it the one time, I really, really enjoyed it. I think the way that it looked, it looked amazing. Like, And because it's shot on film and because of the limitations of the the time, there's just a lot of things that 
yeah, tonally made me feel a certain way that I really liked. So I've only seen it the once. I'd say four and then let me see it a few more times. And I think I could even go higher because I honestly feel like this is the kind of movie that the more you watch it and like knowing now when those scenes are coming, I'm not only mentioning the beginning and the end, but there's all kinds of cool stuff in, in the middle, you right. know, like the whole movie is very, um, like I like the plot of the telekinetic, uh, kind of overlord character who's like trying to round these guys up to like because he thinks they're superior and they've been kind of shit on this whole time right basically they've been uh they're like test experiments almost right aren't they doing like tests yes and it seemed like in the beginning of the film when the main when uh cameron vale stephen lack's character is introduced it seems like the women are like look at this like vagrant like look at this piece of shit and one of them even says something like that like i'm I'm, he's so vile he's like an animal or something like that and it's like so you get the impression that these people have been shit on so i like the idea of michael ironside being this kind of like uh just the he the the villain that he plays was really like menacing uh, yes and like fun to watch though in a way you know yeah so that's what I was trying to say. But yeah, I really liked it. Four stars. And and I'd see it a few more times. So maybe that's an indicator of something even greater, you know? I think so. I would um, I would agree. I think a three and a half to a four is like perfect. Uh, yeah. I think for some people it might be like a little extreme. Yeah. I tend to gravitate towards that. Like I sought this movie out um, because I like horror movies. And I would hear like people kind of compare even like some effects and... Um, and something like Annihilation, you know, where there's yeah. like a body by the pool. They're like, oh, that's like body horror. Or that's like, yeah. you know, Cronenbergian. Like people, I don't know, people use those terms yeah. when they're like referring to even modern like horror. That's the, I think um, it's. And seen- I, to me, it's always been like some, like a intrigue. Like oh, I got to like dive into this guy's work. I know The Fly. Obviously I had seen right. um, uh, The Dead Zone, but I watched this, I think the last time I watched it was last year. I've seen it a couple of times, but yeah. This to me is just like raw, like it, it's an expression, and it's like this is yes. my style, this is my movie, you know, this is my idea, and and here it is, and you're kind of like unleashing this like unfiltered idea out yeah. into the. I loved it film for that universe. reason. That's my favorite part of it. That's why I think I I tend to review movies like this a little bit higher is because they seem like someone's vision, and mm-hmm. regardless of whether the vision's perfect or if you like my cat or if you <laughs> love it you know uh for maybe subject matter or tone or whatever it's like if a movie um feels like that singular and unique to me that's like the most important thing because we watch enough movies yeah that it's like you've seen a little bit of everything and everything else this is something you've seen in everything else but but afterward right you know? like this was the breakthrough and so i yeah i really liked it but then before we move on to the son, to, uh, what's his name? Brandon Cronenberg. Nico, come here, baby. Um, Nico's on the, uh, <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into that, I do want to talk about The Fly just a tiny bit, because Ooh. that's a masterpiece. But just to say, because like, flies are you absolutely right have, <laughs> yeah, you absolutely have to see that. That's all I really want to say is, like. The Fly is uh, very, very well done. I know SNL just kind of, like, riffed it. Uh, Jeff with, the, with the skit the other day, but this movie is is time. Other than like Jeff Goldblum's haircut, maybe Dude, this Jeff is like Goldblum a timeless. Is like an angel. Movie. He's like he seriously uh, is. Uh. Think, think of all the great work he's done. You know, he's he's dude. But amazing. his acting is actually really well done. Because I I watched this probably for like the fourth or fifth time this past week or maybe week before, 
And, like, watching how his character kind of intensifies as he's going through the stages. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah, uh, you're jealous. I'm on the cusp of something different and, and innovative and blah. Like, he's oh, just, dude. like, full. He's, he's in it, man. Yeah. And at the beginning, he's, like, the more squirrely, like, uh, uh. Yeah. Dr. Seth Brindle, uh. You know, Dude, he's he's so never he's never not Jeff Goldblum, but this one he is like this might be one of his best roles. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think so. He has a pretty good range. No, and then he's Gina incredible. Davis is in it. She's amazing. I love Gina. Uh, Gina think about him in Gina something Davis. like The Life Aquatic. You know, it's just a totally <laughs> different thing. You know, it's like it, or Jurassic Park. It's like this other thing. And then his commercial work. Like I just I adore him. I think he's like amazing. He's a national treasure. He is really. Um, <laughs> Dude, Eastern Promises. I love this movie. Uh, this is a Russian like gangster movie. I would say see that. So and it's diet, totally this, different, like tonally too. It's, it's yes, this is one thousand percent different than those first two movies we just talked about, which are kind of in the same. They're in the same realm. Yeah, they're the same genre for sure. But and he's kind of working in a similar way. But this is like, yeah, I would not imagine that this were by that guy. So I'd say definitely see this. It's actually if you like mafia mob movies, this is like a rub. Russian mob movie. It's cool. And then History of Violence, um, which I think got nominated for a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. The, the year, year that it came out. What year was that? Because it's... Let's see. I was surprised to see that that was 2014. 2005. Oh, no, 2005. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at streaming. 2005. That makes more sense. Um, yeah, I think this got nominated for a whole bunch of stuff. It follows Viggo Mortensen again. I guess they did these like back-to-back, and he's playing this guy who like forgot who he is but he but it seems like he's an assassin or something yeah like that. yeah um both of those are dope so i can't speak to all of his movies it seems like this guy and uh has obviously made like a ton of great stuff most right. of this stuff video is drum is positively reviewed i know i've seen video drum i've seen uh his first movie was uh what is it called it's not slither it's um shivers Shivers, Shiver? yeah. Yeah, Shivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. It's filmed in like an apartment complex. Yeah, I've only seen like four or five of these. But Dead Zone. Dead Zone's classic. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. That's a Stephen King uh, Yeah. Thing. So, yeah, I mean, I would watch any number of those films or maybe just like Google him and see what you've seen and maybe what you haven't. But this dude's the real deal. I loved all those movies. Um, and then Possessor, dude. I fucking love this movie. I'm shocked, and I know I just said this, but I'm I'm shocked that a movie like this could get made today. Yeah, and has fifty four percent audience. <laughs> yeah, but people like people's attention spans are like shit now, right. and people like that kind of like um, I don't want to say like calculated, but you know there there's a certain style of horror movies yeah. that that are like really prominent like. I guess blockbuster horror movies, you know, like the conjurings and kind of some yes. of the other, uh, like kind of dumber shit that we've reviewed before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is on more of a level of like hereditary yes. or something like that. I agree. I think hereditary is like truly exceptional, like a five star, like I perfect so movie. Too. This one I'd really did like too, though. So this follows Tazia Vos, I guess is how you say that. So, She's played by Andrea Riseborough. Riseborough, yeah. Um, so she was in Mandy. She's been in Death she, of Stalin. Yeah. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She is Mandy. She is Mandy. Yeah. Um, she's excellent. And then Christopher Abbott, this dude from he he was in Girls, 
but here he just fucking transforms stole the show he's incredible i think both of them were like r- amazing um sean bean dude yeah. from lord of the rings from game of thrones from goldeneye from a bunch of stuff and then jennifer jason lee who yeah, was she, in um she was on annihilation right yes and she was also Recently. in the tarantino what which tarantino film oh. and good time which i just watched she was in uh hateful eight, eight. Yeah. yeah yeah so cast is deep one and then two cinematically man yeah this movie um images the images that were present in this really they reminded me of things but they really did feel like something um accomplished and like seen through and and unique you know I really liked a lot of this. But what are some of your favorite bits here? Uh, definitely, I would say, you know, going into it, you're like, oh, this is David Cronenberg's son. It's like, it's like if Quentin Tarantino's son directed a movie. Like, oh, yeah, I think I know what this is going to be like. It's this guy's son. And, yes, uh, the, there are some stylistic... Like, threads there, maybe? Right, similarities. But I would say that, like... This one really, like, he kind of had his own voice. He had his... I agree, man. His own vision, and it's it's present. Like, there was a lot of really cool effects. Not all of them are, like, extreme horror or extreme shock. Some of them are just, like... Visually simple, stunning. Yeah, simple transitions or, like, kind of, like, camera trick where, like, things were, like, the melting into... The photography in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, the really, really amazing stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed it. So, and then, what I was going to say, I'm just going to summarize this. So, she plays this assassin who's working for this corporation mm. so i guess we're in like another re- reality like or maybe the future, the future. Or something. yeah 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 where there's a corporation that h- hires these assassins and what these assassins do the premise of the film is kind of based around the idea that they could kidnap you and so long as they have your body they could enter your conscience or right. conscious through like an uh, implant this implant which connects you to a machine and it's almost like the matrix or inception or something where yeah. your body can be present somewhere and she could uh take over the physical properties of like another person and and make them she's like puppeteering another person basically or possessing right. them it's like on uh on Skype, if you let someone take control of your computer, mm-hmm. but it's without your consent, I guess. Yeah, because they and your body. They, yeah, they take your body <laughs> and kind of like control it, and like. And so the wildest. This is what I. This is this is what I'm talking. Like I really like that the idea takes a second to set up, but it's actually so dope. So then, when they take your body, the idea is that these people are assassins. Right. So they take your body and frame you for a murder. And they're paid to do this. Right. So, like, families will hit you, will hire this company. To do and they'll a say, hit. Yes. And they'll say, we want to do a hit on uh, the brother who's going to inherit everything so we can then get the wealth of the family. You know, that kind of deal. Yeah. And then, so she kind of plays this, I mean, yeah, I mean, the whole concept is just wild. She's basically going to inhabit this person's body, kill someone else for financial uh, means Probably, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then the way that they're doing it and just so I guess the the overall idea of the film is that she uh, takes over this guy's body played by Christopher Abbott. He plays Colin Tate, who's like the male lead, and he kind of starts fighting it. 
Right. And she's <clears throat> she's losing control because she's been in so many she's possessed so many different people that like she's taken on aspects of other people's personality it almost seems bit, like. Yeah. She's kind of like wore herself thin basically yeah. of like this Her, job yes and he's like a really strong uh presence or something yes so he's kind of fighting back against her but the way it's played out uh with this actor and i'd never seen him in anything but the way Dude, he, he kind of he, he takes so on good. like her pe- personality and then yes. back to his personality um and you never quite know like, like there's some parts where you never quite know like who's in charge or like who, yeah. who this is at this moment at some points he would take back over the physical right. manifestation of himself but you could tell like he would hold himself differently like yeah. his his yeah. body language was different the way he would talk and like how he would say words even wow. seemed different i was blown away dude i was absolutely blown away by both of their performances it is like a mesmerizing dude performance. i would see it again right now i don't know that i would watch the uncut version again it was electrifying and like kind of shocking and stuff but i think i could use the tone down violence wise but the overall story and the execution the photography the performances um man i really really enjoyed this i think and sean bean who was he played this total dick yeah and he was and he's usually like the you know like the suave cool guy or like yeah the endearing guy or whatever like in game of thrones he like he's kind of like he's in only in the first season but he's kind of like he sets up the whole show and everyone loves him and he's like does all right by everyone kind of deal so for his, to see him as this total fucking piece of piece shit of- <laughs> it was awesome i always think of uh golden eye when i think of sean bean because that was like the first thing i ever saw him in yeah and it was like face is half burned and he's 006 or something yeah remember that oh dude i mean those is it with uh pierce brosnan yeah. Yeah, yeah but i've only seen those movies a handful but like that's like a really cheesy movie. They're like this one, he was like dialed this is, in. Yeah, this man. is a pretty pretty strong performance by him. I thought what you see through the kids, and I think this is kind of true of um, Bowie's son, uh, who did like Moon and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, it's like oh, it's in space. Duncan Jones. You know, it's in space, so there's this kind of connective tissue. You see, like the Star Man, and then like, yeah. but then 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 what's they, it? Duncan Jones, right? I think that's Bowie's right. Son? And but I think that there's something there where they it seems like what they take most from them is artistically kind of knowing what they want to do and then doing that you know yeah i mean, I mean like jacob dylan isn't like a yes. carbon copy of bob dylan like yeah. he has that style but he does his own you know his own thing with it yeah i mean and I, i'm always like That's really like a... interested in people like that because you know brandon cronenberg yeah could probably get by with his career like oh you're the fly guy's son. You and he make, went and made possessor. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's what I mean. Like he could probably skate by doing like, uh, doing like Blumhouse movies or yeah. you know something like that. Yeah. But like this is like the Curse of La Llorona, you know? Right, Someone's right, right. Make That's it. what that's what I mean. He could like just be a name that companies so say much like, more than oh, that. Cronenberg. People will come see whatever you do. But this is like a statement, you know? Yeah. This is like, I'm not, you know, my father. I kind of have my own style. Yes, I'm inspired by it, or I've been around it and seen it, or got some tips or whatever, yeah. but like, this is what I want to do. And it's a little more sci-fi than like straight up horror. Yeah. Um, but it's really enjoyable. It did remind me a lot of Inception. It reminded me of, of a few different things. It reminded me a little bit of this movie, um, uh, Paprika. Which is like a Japanese like anime, anime right? film, and then it reminded me of uh, yeah Inception for sure, which also reminds me of Paprika, and then it reminds me of um, the Matrix a little bit. 
Yeah. Just in that it had its own world, it had its own ideas, and it set them up in a way that I thought was really good. Yeah, and just unique. Like, this is a totally different thing. You know, from the opening sequence, it kind of sets you into this world, and then it steps back. Like, all right, let's explain it a little bit. Here's... Here's you get a more bird's eye view of, as it goes on. Yeah. And it's like, but it's the scope of it is is uh, well developed. It's not like they just kind of pull back the curtain and there's like nothing there. It's just it's like the Wizard of Oz or something. It's like this. The more <laughs> that it would reveal itself, it was like, oh, it is kind of its own thing, you know? Yeah. It had elements of other stuff, but it really became more of like a a, a more full fleshed out. Dude, th- by this scene, there's this. We're just looking at Rotten Tomatoes, but there's this one image in the movie where it's kind of visualized that they're in each other's skin and and they're kind of fighting for control when yeah. he he puts on a mask um of her face but it's like warped like it's it's the mask is like kind of um it just ill-fitted and it like yeah it, there's it's a droopy. lot of scenes where it's like and melting it's like, like bodies melting and yeah, stuff yeah dude all that stuff the practicals there it seemed i mean that looked amazing to me but this one scene the str- it's so strong there when he's like taking or putting on this mask and it's so like kind of distorted looking i was like yeah. damn just some some stuff in there that i hadn't seen in an, in another movie or definitely like a lot of unique ideas and i think the cinematography is super strong even not even just like in the in the action sequences or like the more like horror based sequences yeah but even just like the establishing shots showing i think they're they filmed this in like toronto or something that seemed like that i'm not 100 percent sure but just those shots kind of almost reminded me of like a like a Sofia Coppola, like Lost in Translation or something, where they're showing yeah. the city and it's kind of like subdued, and you have your one character, like kind of in the foreground that you connect with. Like I was getting, uh, you know, kind of those vibes a little bit. Yeah. From that. The the cinematography. And I love I love that kind of stuff. And the ph- photography, like the direction behind the way that the camera is moving, the scope of the shots. I loved all that yeah. stuff. I thought it was super well done. Um, who does she play? Ava Purse, I don't even remember her character. That's the uh, girlfriend. The um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so the main... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Colin Tate's girlfriend. Love yeah. interest or whatever. Man, I would definitely see this. What would we give it? Man, if this is... This is um, this is tough. I think I would... I think I'm going to go four again. Yeah, I think uh, that's what I was about to say. I think it's fair to say, like, for a directorial debut... Amazing. It's pretty strong. Killer killer he did he did uh he did that right because <laughs> that's your first movie like i can't wait to see uh what he does next. exactly you know? and that's i mean that's this is like the most you could ask for with like a debut it's like this is my voice this is my style here's my first statement you want to see what else i got yeah you know i do exactly like half the audience apparently disagrees with us which is so disappointing it's like man are we really that like dumb Oh, bored I think or so. whatever. I think well, I think we're dumb and bored as a society. Um, horror movies, like thought-provoking horror movies, or like sci-fi horror yeah, movies. Yeah, we gotta talk a little bit about that. Cause like that that okay, like I think that. Let me set my drink down because I I have to explain <laughs> this right. It. Horror movies have have throughout the history of cinema have always pushed the boundaries yes ever since uh 
You know, the very early first movie, like The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari was the first movie with a plot twist. That's a horror movie. Up to, like, Halloween. Right. Halloween uh, basically used, like, Steadicam. That was the first movie to do that. Um, I mean, so many, there's so many examples. Like Technically, even. Technically, uh, using, you know, using different um, styles, Hitchcock through cinema into like the 21st century with with all yep. the Hitchcock is in everything up to like exactly uh, Jordan um, Jordan, Jordan Peele yeah that's what I mean they, they've like kind of been the most innovative movies because they've had to be they've had to push the line this is what's intriguing this is what's scary this to is alien what's... to aliens yeah like, Every, everything I mean uh, it, there's so many yeah, it's hard to even just focus on a couple because it's just uh, an unfathomable number of movies that yeah. that are in this genre. But I think they're always important because what scares you all is is this like ever changing, ever evolving thing. So like what scared people yeah. in the 50s was like big monster movies because they were scared of the atomic bomb, were scared of the big monsters. In the 60s it's more of like uh, the 60s and 70s is like where the slasher stuff started because oh, we're afraid of going, people yeah. outside people coming in our area. Yeah. Um, Night Night of the Living Dead. That's really a statement about race. You know, that's like the first movie, one of the first horror movies. I think the first movie, first horror movie with like a African American male lead that's yeah. leading like white people. Yeah. It's a statement that, that if you watch the movie now, it's a clear statement. Right. Um. That's what, dope. I see what you're scares you is a constantly evolving, constantly changing thing. What scares us now is not what scared people in the eighties, right? Or what scared? Sorry, what scared people then? Really, you know, it's kind of like goofy to it. It's like right, comedy. Right, like right, what was right. hilarious back then is like, oh, yeah, it's even funny. up to how Scanners is kind of endearing now, and maybe back then it would have been like it was Holy like shocking, shit. yeah, because yeah. it's nineteen eighty one. It would I go, be like Possessor now. Right, violent to the extent where you're like, oh, damn, that's, like, real violent. Yeah, and I feel like capturing that that sense that, you know, that's when a horror movie is most effective. Yeah. This isn't The Nun. This isn't, like, uh, shit. What does it say about our generation? Those are our movies. Oh, that was the whole point of what I was saying. Our generation is dumb (laughs) as hell. We're lazy and stupid. Like... Playing on our phone. How many people were in the theater when we saw this? Six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were with our wives. There was a couple in front of us and I think two people behind us. Yeah, in the whole... So eight people. Spot. Yeah. Uh, you know, this movie got 54%. Yeah, probably because... From the audience. 92% from critics. Yeah, but that's probably much people that like sh- stole it online. They're like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, scare yeah. me. This ain't the nut. Where's the that's scary clowns? That's also true. I think, man, there's just... Yeah, there's a definite distinction between the kinds of and I know that there were always dumb horror movies and and cheap kind of ploys to get people's attention but it seems like there's now like there's a good amount of them and their the quality has just so decreased you know it's just like there's just so much shit out there there's some good ones but it's like few and far between like we did uh the lodge earlier this year I thought that was a pretty decent movie I saw that twice um, I've seen that. Hereditary re- more recently. That's like kind of the staple of like modern yeah. horror. To me, that's a five star movie. I think Midsummer is a four star. Yeah. Easy. Um, Jordan I, Peele's, I mean, dude. really shaking things up the past Get few Out years. is five stars all day. Yeah. It's a, it's um, literally a modern classic. Like people watch that 20 or 30 years from now. Yeah. There's a know? lot that, that goes into what you were saying about like the, 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 the 
different things that scare us over time and how kind of one of the a few of the great movies of our time like something like get out you know like that will be like the shining of our time yeah it's you know people talk about shining the definitive it's a 40 year old yeah. movie and people talk about like 1980 the shining this is yeah the new era of horror yeah and i think i think hereditary and yeah uh, absolutely yeah. And Get Out is really at the top. I mean, it's just I would that's agree. the one. Um, but yeah, man, I would say, see, all the movies we talked about, seriously, because they're all really good. Like, these are like uh, four-star joints. All, I yeah, mean, I would give Possessor easy four stars. I might watch it again, might give it even more than that, but that's just on one viewing. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say four stars. I agree. Do we do it? I think so. <laughs> All right. This, this has been <laughs> our Cronenberg special. <laughs> I think we did it. This is John. And this is Sean. <laughs> and this is Movie Night. <laughs> <laughs>